This episode is brought to you by Kendall and Hyde, makers of leather satchels, boots, and belts built to last a lifetime. Two if you count the cows. Visit kendallhyde.com slash madcast and use the promo code madcast to receive 15% off your order. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from angry mobs to tug jobs with over three quarters of a million downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is Sean, the audio engineer. Hello, Maddox. And joining me as always, Rucka Rucka, deputy moderator. Hey. And very special guest, good friend of mine, Ella Darling. Welcome to the show, Ella. Thank you, Maddox. She works in the adult film industry, for those of you who don't know. One of the first people working in virtual reality porn. Absolutely. Isn't that right. Yeah, it's super fascinating. I the, the whole thing blows my mind. Uh, and among other Easy. things, am I right, boys? Huh? <laughs> well, you can't wait to get into that world. Yeah, I'm going to plug in and I'm never going to tune out. I know. I want to be in there forever. It's fantastic. Uh, here's something that people might not know about Ella. Also, a librarian, an actual librarian. An actual librarian. I yeah. even have a Dewey Decimal number tattooed on my back. That's true. Oh, and my it's, God. It, it's become a meme on the internet. It's, it's done in the Harry Potter font, right? Yes. And what is the Dewey Decimal number for? It's for technically any book written by J.K. Rowling in the 20th century about youth in a boarding school because the Dewey Decimal System works in a peculiar kind of way. So this is this is the stuff made of legends. Like you read this story, you read your bio, and you're like, okay, this is a person who's a librarian, an actual librarian, and then you go and start working in the adult film industry, which is something it seems like it seems like something where if if someone pitched this for uh, an adult film. They might, they might take a second pass. Of course, they're going to film it. but <laughs> Yeah, I think that's been filmed, hasn't it? I mean, there's definitely been librarian porn, I would think. Oh, yes. I, I've, I've yeah. heard, yes. I read an article about it. <laughs> oh, you did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so- in seven years, I haven't been cast in one. Really? Yeah. Uh, what, what the fuck is that? Uh-oh. You're, you're that. a librarian in Los Angeles. Uh, no, I was a librarian in Massachusetts, and oh, then okay. I stopped working at libraries to work in porn. Got it. Right. You became a librarian when you were 22 years old. Yes. Right. So what, what do you think it is? Uh, I, wa- I want to get your perspective on this because there is this fascination about sexuality and libraries, right? People always want to go to libraries. There's a performer, Ginger Banks. Do you know who Ginger Banks is? Uh, I don't know her personally. She's uh, my free cams model. And she used to do a bunch of like library stuff, live library stuff. What, what do you think the fascination is with people who love library porn or sex in libraries, that sort of thing? Well, it's very taboo because libraries are these very academic places where you're not even supposed to speak very loudly. And and sex is something that happens in high decibels frequently. And also, I mean, your biggest sex organ is your brain. Oh, okay. Well, that's true. I was, see, here's where my mind went. Uh, I used to study at the library at the University of Utah. I would find some quiet corner and then, uh, you know, inevitably I'd get bored and, you know, you'd want to look at porn or something. Well, interesting note, the American Library Association has a very strong stance on access to information and, and that libraries are not the gateholders or the gatekeepers of, of information. Right. So if you are a library that follows the letter of the uh, Library Bill of Rights set by the ALA, porn is allowed in libraries. You're allowed to access porn in libraries. It's, it's interesting you mentioned the ALA because I know what that is for some reason. I did a lot of research on the ALA and what their stances are uh, for in, in part of writing my book. There's a little hint, idiots, and it's coming. <laughs> now, I have a question. Yeah. Is, there a, is there an office or a government agency that supersedes the ALA as far as porn goes? Um, you know how like it's like a federal level will supersede state level? Well, I mean, there are definitely local laws that might impact how a library 
uh, acts with porn. It's uh-huh. more like the the board of directors at a library. Um, it's library to library, really, and it, a lot of the times it just comes down to community standards. They, but but yeah, libraries exist to protect the needs of the people. They have three branches, Sean, of the library governance. Of, yes, yeah, yeah. they have the legislation, the executive. What's the other one? Come on, S- Senate. Oh God! <laughs> you better finish it if you bring it up. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna dignify that with a response, no. are you? Okay. Uh, uh, but speaking of voting, moving on. Judicial. Last week's <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I. You know, Sean. <laughs> you know why I know that? Why? Because I went to the library. When did you go to the library? Uh, when I was 13. Yeah. 13 minutes late to the show because Sean went, yeah, went that's stopped true. in a library mm, that's true. and rubbed one off. Uh, <laughs> <I know> we, <laughs> throwing some rope all over the books. Oh. Oh, poor books. Um, but moving on, uh, last week, this is, a, this is very appropriate, we did a debate on whether or not voting matters. That was the debate. And actually, the website launched, guys. If you guys ha- still haven't checked it out, thanks to Lord Matthew from Jock. Uh, they sponsored last week's episode. They launched the website. It works beautifully uh the comments we finally have facebook comments on every single post so you can go back and listen to old episodes and leave comments there and those comments uh, we have it currently synced up to the facebook page on madcast media uh we're still debating whether or not we're going to keep that leave that be the case but uh, it's on there now and for the first time i have some actual facebook comments from madcast media uh this is from a ukrainian fan now michael malice last week he was arguing that government is not necessary because neighbors can police themselves that sort of thing I said, well, what if your neighbor decides to start stockpiling like uranium or nuclear waste in his uh, in his backyard or near near your property? And he, and he said, oh, this is the fairy tale you have to invent to to justify governments. Well, I got a fan from Ukraine who commented and he said, uh, this isn't a fairy tale, dipshit. I live <laughs> I live in Ukraine where the disposal of toxic and nuclear waste and cleanup of Chernobyl disaster area is a serious issue. The necessity of an arbiter to manage the disposal of harmful materials isn't a fantasy. And if you think the private enterprise is going to do it fairly and safely, just read Gamora. Gamora, I don't know what... what I don't what, know what that is. I looked it up, and it, it turned out to be some mafia book. Some well, book about mafia. he said read it. He didn't, <laughs> he, it's not rhetorical, like, oh, everyone knows that book. Yeah, I guess. He was saying read it. But that's a good point, because actually in my, in my native state of Utah, too, uh, nuclear waste disposal is a big thing there, because there's nothing else... In Utah, so they can just dump nuclear toxic waste everywhere. But that's that's a big problem. Who is going to decide where that stuff goes? Well, interesting example. I'm not on Michael's side of this. Uh, I'm we as we debated last week. Right. But that why would you bring up the one example of a of the Soviet government nuking Ukraine or well having a meltdown by accident, right? <laughs> um, why would you bring up the one society where there was no private property as an example of the private sector? blowing everybody up yeah ukrainian listener tell your friends out there that uh i'm 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 on your side over here i'm trying to i'm trying to get you guys a cleaner uh city we know where rucka stands on ukraine and i have another comment here from uh gina cm she says i love michael malice just because of this episode Hmm. very contentious episode a lot of people weighed in so yeah can i say something i listened to last week's show because you know listening to you talk for an hour a week isn't enough i gotta then go home and listen to the recording you must really hate yourself yeah i'm yeah no he loves it he loves it. it's very soothing sean my voice (laughs) so there were two (laughs) debates going on last week all right there was 
the actual debate of does voting matter, which was you versus Michael. Right. Like he was saying voting is such a tiny you, – your one vote is so little and plus – you know, he, he made his arguments for why voting, your vote doesn't really matter, and there's other more productive ways to to do what you want to do and all that. You can listen back to hear what he was saying, and you were saying, no, voting does matter, and it does make a difference. Right. Which was one debate. The other debate was, should government exist at all? And Michael was saying, you shouldn't vote also because that's signaling that you recognize the government's legitimacy, legitimacy and right. all governments, says Michael, are illegitimate. And right. that was my debate with him. Yeah. I, I was saying government is necessary right. to do a one specific purpose, which is protect you, the individual. Well, I do want to mention the vote from last week. The audience voted on whether or not voting matters. 70% voted that, yes, it does matter. And then the audience voted on what they think I truly believe. They voted 85% that I do think it matters. Yeah. Well, guys, here's my true opinion. Yeah, of course it matters, dipshits. Of course. Yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. That's why it matters. <laughs> and Sean? Yes? You know, we have this uh, drolling Aussie who thinks he can predict my answers. Yeah. But we have an envelope, my sealed envelope that I've handed to Sean with the answer in it. What does it say, Sean? I just opened it. Voting does matter. Yeah. Suck it, Sean. Yeah, suck it, Sean. And then and what it is- has a giant drawing of a dick on it. Yeah, a big penis. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. There it is <laughs> for y'all to see. <laughs> I'll post a picture of it on the website. It's phenomenal. Suck it, Sean. Now, you got a new printer. Is this with the new printer? That's the new printer. Okay, that's, wow. why, that's why it looks so detailed. Well, yeah, go. looks Excellent. pretty good. I want to talk to the 30- So happy to be opening these every week. I want to talk to the 30% of people who voted in favor of the idea that voting doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are guys. It's like the uh, the anarchists who. Well, we you will you will get that opportunity. We have a lot of one of on one it, of yeah. my problems with the just last week, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here because we tend to get top heavy. But somebody has to enforce anarchy. Anarchy exists as a theory, right? Yeah, anarchy. but somebody has to enforce it, and that's kind of a government. Guys, in a way. anarchy is default, and then people come along and realize, oh shit, we got a lot of problems. My neighbor's burning tires in his backyard. We should have some kind of central authority that decides, you know, okay, we're well, not going to have well, this debate well, again. Tires, by the way, tires would not even be invented in a in anarchy. You want to look at Somalia. There's anarchy. It's just it's just the, the people who make the most money over there are Ooh, pirates. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Roving gangs. I do yeah. like that. You know, and uh, uh, Mike, Michael's not here to argue his side, so I'm just going to yeah. assume he agrees with whatever I'm about okay. to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> You look at drug dealers and drug, you know, drug gangs. Do they hire private courts to uh, settle their disputes? No. They, the the arbiters are the mafiosos at the top. Right. Why don't you read Gamora, guys? Yeah. Let's let's all let's do book reading club. Let's have a let's have a, a spinoff podcast. Like we, uh, read a chapter a week or something in the not, library. We we'll go to the library. That. We're getting a little off track here. Um, I got a voicemail. So my opinion was that yes, it does matter because I'm not a fucking idiot. Here's the drawing Aussie to gloat. Hey, mate. My <laughs> prediction is that you think voting does matter. Oh. And you're right, it does. Yeah. Even if your vote doesn't count for much, it still matters. Yeah, you donut. You also came close <laughs> to talking about the preferential voting system which we use in Australia. We vote for a party, not a person. It's far from perfect, but it's a lot better than the Kang and Kodos bullshit you guys are dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah. So... Thanks for being as predictable as ever, you fucking lemon. Till next <laughs> lemon. I guess donut. Yeah, he always calls me a food, Ella. He calls in every, like to gloat first of all about uh, you know winning this this stupid prediction because 
I'm a reasonable person. You know what? That's that's a compliment. That you're able to predict that I would choose the most reasonable answer, right? So that guy, you're what? You know what? Thank you, and you're welcome. Better start <laughs> packing up that T-shirt. Yeah, I'll pack it up. I'll pack it real tight for him. Yeah, yeah. He's got <laughs> I, one more week. I got another one. We got a celebrity caller calling in. Oh, oh shit. good. I uh, like those. Or I don't know if you consider a political candidate a celebrity, but we got one calling oh, in. Okay. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. This is Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein. This is how I talk. I got to say I'm very disappointed in you with this episode. Oh. I was expecting you to defend the importance of getting involved in our political processes as citizens through a right to vote. Instead, I hear you entertaining this Michael Malice douchebag, anarcho-capitalist wet dream. What the fuck, man? I use Wi-Fi to download this podcast. (laughs) I subjected my kids to brain-destroying Wi-Fi, and this is how you repay me? I hope you're happy, Malice, because my children have become retarded over nothing. Thanks a lot, Malice. Jill. 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 She's supposed to be this Green Party hippie lady and big heart. Well, she does fulfill the hippie part with being afraid of Wi-Fi waves. Mm-hmm. I also got a call from Rotary Thomas. He's the guy who's been busting my balls week after week with the yakety sacks bullshit calling yeah. in. Uh-huh. Uh, listen to this one. I think this will surprise you. Nope. Welcome back <laughs> once again to last week's best argument that no one ever made. Let's get started. Does voting even matter? Hey, guys. This is Rodri. <laughs> this is how I talk. I, got, I just wanted to congratulate you all on a really interesting debate. As a conservative libertarian, I can't vote for Trump, Clinton, or even Johnson. So I got to admit, this debate hit pretty close to home for me. Hey. Anyway, I was really hoping this would be a good debate, and I was not disappointed. It was a really good debate. Maddox, you made some impressive counterarguments off mm-hmm. the cuff. Rucka, you made some impressive counterarguments off the cuff. I, I felt like I got to know Michael's position really well, which is great. I, I, I mean, it fulfilled the purpose of the debate, right? I learned both right. sides of the argument really well, and now I am much more educated and can talk to people about it. Where's the so, hammer? Really good right. job, guys. Uh, I normally would be yelling at you by crappy radio announcer voice, Very but all I can say is well yeah. freaking done. Hey. Really good debate. Anticlimactic. All right, fellas. Uh, wow. Don't let me down Look this week. Or, uh, All right. I'll be back. That's nice. That's, so I like that. I like that guy a lot because, it, look, he's a ball buster. Yeah. But even ball busters sometimes have to step back from their mantle and say, mm-hmm. you know what? That was a good show. That was a good fucking debate. We fulfilled the objective of this show, the mission. Mm-hmm. The mad cast mission, some would say. Yeah, and it's stimulating. Like our lovely guest said, <laughs> your your most easily aroused organ is your brain, right? Was that your a, largest sex organ? Largest sex organ is your brain, and it's true. We are intellectual beings. And look, I then obviously don't agree with Malice. The, the, the guy is a professional pundit, and debating him is like shooting hoops with LeBron. Just listening back and hearing us even having anything to to answer off the cuff. Michael is a great debater, and whether you agree or not, it's always a fascinating show. Uh, I got another one. I think this one's for you, Sean. Oh, great. Hey, Sean. Your grandfather, like all British dentists, was so poor. He married your Italian grandmother because he needed every guinea he could get. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what a guinea is? Guinea was a unit of currency, wasn't it? All right. Uh, Here's another one. Hey, Maddox. So Sean wanted to switch and be Armenian now? I mean, what the fuck? Man? <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, place. you did. You I did say that. Why don't you just go ahead and be Hispanic? I'm the only Hispanic I've heard in your show. That's oh, true. Better yet, why don't you switch off and be female? Because I haven't heard any females call that show. Oh. Man. Wait, Jill Sean. Stein. Okay. Fuck yeah. you. 
Fuck you, too. Fuck you. Did you hear that? He said, Rocky, you're my motherfucker. Wait, look, we we had Jill Stein calling. We have Ella on the show. She's here. She didn't call in. No, she didn't call in. We need some female callers. Hey, lady listening. Yeah, we do. Uh, We've had a couple, but not as many. What are you guys waiting for? Call into the show. Leave a voicemail. Uh, I also asked last week whether or not I should have a Patreon for the show. A lot of people weighed in. I'm still debating uh, because I'm not sure that's the business model I want to do. I do have one for my YouTube, though, and I got another call from this guy. Hey, Maddox, this is Construction Corey. I would pay $100 a month for your bonus content because that would be a deal. Rucka, I was way too harsh on you last time. I apologize. And, Sean, start your own podcast. No. He he already did. Here's a preview. You get a scrotum on your head. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's taken completely out of context. Got a subscriber in me. Uh, And here's the last one. I'll just end on this one. Did he say start my own podcast because he likes me or he just really wants me off this one? Well, it could be either one. And then also so maybe you can get some specific voicemail. We'll see what the, you know, when the fans are unshackled. Oh, yeah. You know, there have been a lot of That's unshackling great. going on lately. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one more. We'll end on this one. Hey, Maddox, you pretentious bitch. <laughs> you hear that? It's the sound of my iPhone not exploding in my face. <laughs> yeah. Shove your Samsung phone up your ass. Okay. Sean, you rock. Rucka, get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point there. Yeah, he does have a point, but I, I got a point for him. Yeah, you're the douchebag of the week, you fuck. You think it's funny? To make fun of the misery that Samsung Galaxy Note owners are going through right now? Their phones are exploding everywhere. Interesting that the explosion happened after the infamous iPhone versus uh, Android debate. Yeah, so Mm. we can't go back and change that vote. Interesting. Don't bother. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. (laughs) You know what? Look, it's a shitty fucking phone that explodes. It's an awesome phone that explodes. Mm. All right? Even some of the best things explode. (laughs) Yeah. Right before the show... Rucka was talking about getting a, a hoverboard. Yeah. One of those swagways. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I want to ask which one is the best kind to get, like the best bang for your buck. But honestly, I'm probably going to go buy one as soon as we're done recording this and I already have one. Go to, Madcast, go to madcastmedia.com. Vote on which swagway is the best one for Rucka. There you go. Yeah. And then we'll find out what. And your answer was what? They all explode anyway? I think so. I think they all explode. Well, they all overheat. You're out here uh, recommending Android, who, by the way, I'd like to know if they're paying you something on the side. <laughs> and even, uh, they blow up. Even with Android phones blowing up, I'm still not going to buy a shitty fucking iPhone 7 because when they made that announcement, I felt like Apple was breaking up with me. Mm. Fuck it. With the, what specifically about it? Um, So it's not as waterproof and dustproof as the the S7. The S7, right. It's, uh, they got rid of the headphone jack because fuck you yeah. is why. Yeah, proprietary bullshit. I hate it when they do that. Right. It's it's bullshit. It's like they took a phone and they made it worse and they didn't improve it after two, what, two years? Like, right. fuck you, Apple. Fuck no. Well, sometimes the person you're with for a couple years, they go through changes and it's even maybe a, a type of growth and you get scared and you break up with them, but you go out, you uh, start dating, you know, let's just call this entity and android you realize how complicated and unnecessarily confusing it is and even looking up podcasts and subscribing to them is like is like opening a a dos window and trying to fucking find some a file dir yeah Mm -hmm. and then uh you realize the best your best option was right there waiting for you all along. That's yeah. a good point. If you're a fucking idiot, you should stick with iPhone. <laughs> Thank but you. if you're a reasonable person, <laughs> then Galaxy is there for you. I've, yeah. always, I've, always said, I've always said Android is good for like techies and stuff. Ah, Ella, I'm so glad you're here because <laughs> I love that you have called someone out for the idiot argument. 
which is the number one argument I always get with Apple products. Like, well, uh, it's just easier to, you know, it's easier. Yeah, you know what? You know what else is easier is just eating the same fucking food every day, like a fucking, uh, like a fucking goat. <laughs> just, just go ahead. Just climb up a fucking hill. goats eat the same shit they every do. day. Hey, goats Rucka. will eat. A goat yeah. will eat anything. Yeah. Fuck. Goats are at least adventurous. <laughs> I've been around goats. The goats one, have the eaten one my shoelaces. <laughs> They're what? Goats have eaten my shoelaces. Yeah, you had goats eat your shoelaces. Dude, they will yeah. eat. They oh will God. eat sweaters. They'll eat anything. You turn a uh, herd of goats loose in a field. It's scorched earth. Man. <sighs> you won't even have any dirt left. Yeah. Man. You know what? The pirates. The pirates who used to travel to the Galapagos Islands mm-hmm. would bring goats with them. And they're a huge problem. Yeah, they became they a huge them, problem. They shoot them from helicopters. Yeah, they they nuked most of them. Mm. And because the, the goats were, went wild on the islands, and they would t- they would trade goats for tortoises. That's how much people hate goats. So that's what you are as an iPhone owner, a fucking goat. What are you looking at me for? Everyone in the room besides you has an iPhone. No, that's not. Do, Ella, do you have an iPhone? I have an iPhone, but I'm switching oh. to an S7. I am there too. we go. Yeah. I'm defecting. The S7 is fantastic, guys. It, uh, by the way, here's the thing. I hate all touch phones, and my S7 is a touch phone, and it's still garbage in that capacity. I wish that Android would stop ripping off Apple, to be honest, because they're ripping off shitty features. But here's what I will say about my S7. It's waterproof, and it's fucking amazing. Quick charge. I can go to 80% in 30 minutes. 30 minutes, guys. Hmm. And the camera is phenomenal, the best camera on the market, even in spite of the fact that the iPhone is newer. I got my iPhone before I started doing virtual reality. The only argument I need for a Galaxy phone is that it's compatible with VR. Yes. Fuck iPhone. It is. It is compatible. I'm over it. Actually, we didn't mention this at the top of the show, but you work for a company called Cam4 VR, right? Yes. Uh, Cam4 is a really big campsite, and um, my business partner and I created the world's first virtual reality webcam platform. Yeah. So I'm the world's first VR cam girl. And wow. we teamed right. up with Cam4 to make Cam4 VR, so I'm like the the lead like the spokesperson the head of cam 4 vr yeah and um and it's fucking awesome and you can watch hot babes on your samsung phone it's amazing if you guys haven't checked out vr porn yet it's incredible uh first of all the first time i ever tried it it was a little bit unsettling because you are in the point of view of the person who's receiving right yeah and it was the, i watched one where i was the the guy uh pretty cool but these two girls came up to me, and I was kind of looking around the room because it's still the VR experience and noticing the decor and how nice the room was in the studio. And then I felt – I had that weird unsettling feeling where you go to Benihana, and the chef is right there flipping shrimp and shit, and then you're ignoring him and having a conversation. And I thought I – f- I had that feeling with the, with the porn performers because they were, they were sitting there doing wonderful, magnificent things to my virtual penis. Mm-hmm. And I was not paying attention to it. And I felt like disrespectful. Well, you're a dick. Gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, imagine it. He's like checking out the decor. Yeah, I was looking at the piano and I was looking at the couch. And oh, what was, kind of computer do they have? It was actually, it was a nice room. They, they, they don't, Is that an Xbox One? <laughs> well, both of the things you just mentioned are things that I've really taken into consideration when yeah. doing Cam 4 VR. So first of all, we don't have a physical avatar. So when you look down, you don't have some body because when you look down, you want to see yourself. You, you don't want to look down and see some fucking stranger that you know isn't you because it breaks the immersion. Right. And the, the decor of the room is really important since we do live stuff. Like when you log into my camera room, before I say anything, you can look around my bedroom and it looks like a fucking teenage goth kid decorated it. But you can get a real sense of my personality. And you start to feel a connection with the person that you're watching before they even say anything. And so it creates this much deeper sense of intimacy than you would get from just like a regular cam show. So that's that's really cool. And I'll, I'll say this. You know how, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I go through phases in my porn. When well, did it get to fucking in a Mercedes? <laughs> you know what, Sean? That's, that's not even a thing that Armenians like to do. 
like really? to keep our, our Mercedes clean. Uh. Don't want tzatziki sauce. Okay, <laughs> great story. What tzatziki were, is Greek. <laughs> it's, it's Armenian too. Oh, sure. I think. Yeah, well, the, the word is Greek. You know, okay. So, the, the, <laughs> back, Go ahead. back on track to this porn, my porn fetish. Uh, I gotta keep you on the tangent you're on. Yeah. For the longest time, I was into, you know, whatever, whatever genres. One of the most recent ones, though, and I didn't even realize this was the thing I was into, is I'm just into porn where the guy looks like me. And I found a bunch of porn, actually, where the guy looks just like me, like right down to like the same gut that I have, same goatee, same everything. I'm like, this is, this is great. It's like I'm just watching myself. And then I'm like really into me. So I'm like double getting off. It's the best. It's the best experience. Can you do that? Can you g- give me that experience in, in Cam 4 VR, <laughs> Ella? Can I just like, can it be two of me? <laughs> <laughs> Why Is don't you this... come visit my studio and we'll make it happen, sweetheart? I'll make oh, you a star. Hey, there, you, you guys Is... heard it. She offered. Is and that no, a no, surprise to anyone? <laughs> no. What he just said. <laughs> uh, but no, the Cam 4 VR. By the way, guys. Ella is there. There's this photo shoot you did for the VR promotion, right? And almost any photo you see in an article written about VR porn is you. Yeah, it's the number one. It was published in Time, wasn't it? I don't think we've been in Time, but it's been in a lot of shit. It's been in like Wired and International Business Times and Vice. I don't know a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool stuff. I'll link to it on the website. But moving on, guys. Coming up at the end of the show, I've got some quick news headlines as always. And joining me again this week is Deputy Moderator Rucka Rucka Ali. Let's hear his buzzer. And the very lovely Ella Darling, let's hear hers. So if you guys hear something that you disagree with, if I make a contradiction, if I happen to stumble upon a fallacy, it won't be mine. It'll probably be yours. If you, happen, buzz yourselves. If you happen to go start talking about what porn you were into when you were 13, <laughs> for instance. Um, okay. But moving on to the story of the week. Guys, this coming election has a new ballot initiative, which we talked about last week, ballot initiatives and the reason for voting. I made a compelling case, and that's why I won. But there's an initiative proposing that porn stars should wear condoms. Ella, I know this uh, hits close to home with you. Oh, are you disagreeing with the that that is proposed? I am disagreeing that it is about condoms. Okay. Well, it it's says— It's the fucking guy who funds it, isn't it? Yeah. This is the guy who so funds everything. To say that this initiative is about condoms is to disregard two thirds of the initiative. Really? Well, I'm right, just, go ahead. I should. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just reading. Derailed the proponents. Here. The proponents are arguing that it will make porn safer. Opponents argue that it's a thinly veiled attack on the porn industry because religiously pious people just don't like porn, or they don't like the fact that it exists. They like the porn. Yeah. They just don't like it being made. Interesting. They point with one hand and jerk off with the other. Oh, that's that's good good stuff. That's good. (laughs) But just on that point, I think there's a rather than saying like, oh, they 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 like the porn and it's okay for them. No, they don't think it's okay for themselves either. They feel guilty about it. What if you feel guilty about masturbating and you're into self-flagellation? So as soon as you you blow your wad, you start whipping yourself, you get turned on again. It'd be a never ending cycle. I mean, that's what a lot of people do, (laughs) even if they're not holding a whip. But like mentally, they are beating themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beating themselves up for beating themselves off. Nice. Yeah. God. Oh, hey. Oh my God. She's like oh, a literary you genius. You are a pro. You are a librarian. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So, guys, the debate this week is, should porn stars wear condoms? That's not the debate. That is the debate. Should oh. porn stars wear condoms? Now, this is an important debate to have, and I want you guys to really pay attention to it because it is an actual ballot initiative in California. Uh, for those of you listening in this state who can affect the vote— it's Proposition 60, 
is the name of it. But we'll just refer to what it's trying to do is is uh, they're saying that porn stars should wear condoms. Now, Ella, you have strong opinions on this. Which side of the debate would you like to argue for or against Prop 60? Very much against Prop 60. But once again, yeah. it's not just about condoms. The, the discussion is way, way bigger than that. Okay, well, we can actually phrase it however you think that it makes most sense. Do what? How would you like to frame this debate? I think we should call it what it is, and it's Prop 60. We can't break Prop 60 up into any one part yeah. of it because people might be very in favor of porn stars wearing condoms, okay. but very much against the actual letter of the law. So you are very much opposed to Prop 60? Then I will argue for Prop 60. Uh, so, Ella, why is this a bad law? Why is this bad legislation? So... Um, there are three parts to Prop 60, the first being condoms in porn, which, by the way, is already on the books, which makes that entirely redundant. Mm. Number two— Wait, wait, hold on a second. They, they already have a law on the books that say that adult film performers need to wear condoms? It's called Measure B. It's okay. uh, within L.A. County. When it passed, um, licenses for porn dropped, like, 95%, which wow. indicates that porn kind of went more underground and is less— regulated officially, which is not ideal. Though we have a lot of self-regulation, we have self-imposed uh, protocols, which we followed for 12 years now. Um, this protocol indicates that we must get tested yeah. every two weeks for HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, syphilis, and trichomoniasis. Uh, I wish the average Joe had that requirement. Yeah. And we use the best tests available. Like when you go and get a free test, this has about a six-month window period, four right. to six months. Our test has a 14-day window period. You're not just like peeing in ice cube trays and what is some... <laughs> Some guy's van or something. Some Armenian is. <laughs> it's not. You don't rucka. That's not even a thing. his thermometer in your piss to see if it. <laughs> what would be, what would be wrong with that, Rucka? Even if it were nothing. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go ahead. Stop. stop interrupting the guest. You you're bringing down my people during this. Okay, go on. Um. So we get tested every 14 days, and um, we have had zero <laughs> HIV transmissions on a set that has followed this protocol since it was introduced. And when it was first introduced, it wasn't even this stringent. It's gotten more and more. Uh, particular and, and a lot stronger as time goes on and as science finds new tests that are more effective. So we're fine. Most actual people in porn don't want to use condoms because the sex that you have on a porn set isn't the sex that you have at home. We're talking like Olympic level sex. And yeah, when you- at home. Are you, talk- are you not talking about me? Or okay. And um, and on a porn set, I mean, you could be fucking for for hours. Yeah. And when you're using a condom, that can introduce chafing and and uh, internal like if the lubrication dries up, for example. And if if I'm fucking someone and I'm not even attracted to them, I'm not going to have the natural lubrication that I would have if I'm fucking someone because I choose to because I'm into them. Right. So the result of that is what we like to call condom rash, which is where there's an actual abrasion on your genitals what? or in your genitals because the the friction from the latex against your your skin. Oh yeah. And that can cause like an open wound basically. Mm. So if there is any kind of bacteria involved, even if it's not an STI, it could just be like like yeast or or bacterial vaginosis or something like that. Since you have that open wound, you are far more susceptible to that infection than you would be if you were just having straight up regular sex the way we choose. Also, most porn sets that I've worked on give you the option to use a condom. Most people choose not to because it it's not comfortable in in the the framework of our work and because our testing actually works. So that's the first part, but that is not the conversation, as I said before. The real conversation here are the other two parts of the measure. Uh, the second one being that this will deputize every California resident 
to be able to take an entire production to court if mm. they see even a single frame of a porn where a condom isn't visible. Well, hold on now, Ella. Now, now you've got me. Okay. Now, now I'm now I'm thinking about this measure because I want to be a deputy, right? <laughs> I want to be able to have that authority. Take the entire. I, I can take the entire production to court. And that right there is exactly why it's harmful. So I can walk in with spurs and boots <laughs> and like a little sheriff badge and be like, okay, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this. This dog and pony show up here because I saw a frame, one frame without a condom. You can file a complaint with Kalosha, and if Kalosha is inundated with complaints, which they have been because of the AHF, who are the proponents of this law, um, if they either dismiss it as as frivolous or if they simply don't have time to get to it, and this would reduce the amount of time that they have to answer complaints, then you could take the entire production to court. That's the camera person, the producer, the makeup person, the person who owns the house you're shooting in, the people who distribute it, so porn stores. Um, in some cases, like the letter of this law could indicate that even internet service providers could be liable. There's an aiding and abetting clause. So anybody who assists at all in the production. The guy who is restocking the vending machine. Can I take him to court? If he has a financial stake in the production, then yes. Yeah. The, the guy caterer, yes. Watching a lot of yeah. vending machine porn, Th- are we? <laughs> you know what, Sean? I the, went through a phase, yeah. I was going to say, how about the guy who brought pizza to the uh, time to the dog- set? But then I realized he's probably in the actual <laughs> yeah, plot. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody with a financial stake. And there is a clause in here that claims that performers will be exempt from this law. But because the AHF doesn't understand how porn works... They don't realize that that is bullshit because what they imagine is that porn stars go to set, shoot a scene, take a check and go home and that's it and that's our job. That's not our fucking job. That might have been the way it was like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, what what does the full job entail? Because I don't think a lot of people know, especially people who are the end consumers for pornography. Usually when you're you're in the mood and you're in the moment, you're not really thinking about the the entire logistics of – filming and production and how it is the industry which is a business and it's work very so much what so can you walk us through that what, what what would be a typical day on set um so a typical day on set would be you wake up very early you prepare you shower you shave you potentially do your own makeup you might have your makeup and hair done on set you pack a whole bag of different sorts of wardrobe for different kinds of occasions, everything from business suits to bikinis and everything. Um, so they, they don't provide wardrobe? Not Because, oh, of course, you don't, you're not going to need much of it anyway. <laughs> Sometimes they do, but typically wardrobe is on us, and frequently hair and makeup is also our responsibility as budgets have dropped. Well, here's a question I have. This is kind of a, a – I've been wondering about this. So when guys shave sometimes, they'll nick their face, right? Mm-hmm. So as – this is part of your job. If you're shaving yourself – you know, in your in your nether regions, and you actually have a nick or something like that, would that throw the entire production off? Like, what happens when when that type of thing arises? Um, if you're bleeding, then yeah. you can't shoot. There's actually obscenity law that prohibits any blood or even fake blood from being in a porno. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of fucked up when you think about, you know, how much of the population bleeds as part of their natural physiology. Now, I'm not saying menstruation porn is going to be, like, some super hot thing, but the fact that, like— natural female physiology is considered obscenity and a jailable offense if you capture it on film is kind of ridiculous. Hmm. But um, so back, like you go to set, you do your hair and your makeup if you haven't already. You take what we call pretty girls, which is just these photos that are like front, side, back in your your outfit. Then you take something off and do the same. Then you take something off until you're naked. Then uh, they do spreads where you like spread your pussy open and your asshole and they do really big, like really close-ups. Um, 
then yeah. you'll. That's what, that's what I do when I make breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> let, I, yeah. Let her talk. <laughs> then you take photos with your partner. Then you shoot any dialogue you're going to shoot. Then you do what they call your girly stuff, which what the fuck does that even mean? Um, some people have come into porn and they're told, okay, go do your girly stuff now. And like, okay, I guess I'm going to go into the bathroom and like text my friends and like touch up my makeup. What that means is baby wipe and douche and enema if you're doing anal. Oh. Um, so then you go and you shoot sex stills, then you shoot the sex scene, then you take your check and you go home. That is the, the actual day on set. Um, that sounds like a long day. That sounds, that's an eight hour day. Oh God, it could be 20. It could be longer. Wow. Um, I actually left out the most important part at the beginning. We show two forms of identification. Mm-hmm. We fill out a couple different model releases. One of them is a 2257 form. It's 18 USC 2257. It's a statute from the Supreme Court that dictates identification protocol on that set. That you're of legal age, that sort of thing? Yeah. And is that what has to be kept? Because I, I see at the top of most porn, uh, they have that little notice that says that they have these files on on location yes. at your request, and you can go and investigate them in, yes. at your... At your Part um, of the law indicates that it, it dictates how you keep that information and where you keep it, and it's very specific um, so we do that, and then we also compare tests. So um, I will hand my scene partner my identification and a copy of my test so they can make sure that the legal name on the test matches the legal name on my ID. There's a phone number they can call to verify it. There's a QR code they can scan. Um, they can call my testing center and verify that my test is accurate. Hmm. Um, so this is something that we just do every time we shoot. Now, that's just a day on set, though. Right. Most of the the time we work is not on set. There's not a lot of production. There's not a lot of roles. There are a lot of performers vying for work. So because of the nature of the industry, we have to be a lot more industrious. We have to shoot our own content. We have to webcam. We uh, After I shoot a scene, when they post it, I'll have an affiliate code, which I post on Twitter, and anybody who buys the scene through my affiliate code, I'll get a kickback from that. Ah. Uh, camming, affiliate codes, if I sell my DVDs at a convention, if I do trade content with my friends and we sell it on our website or on a clip store... All of those would make me a producer. They indicate that I have a financial stake in the production. And any one of those things, which are common to the point of everybody does it, all of those things make the performer a producer and make them liable under this law. So while there is a line in Prop 60 indicating that performers would be protected, it falls flat. Right. Because they don't understand. Everyone's a producer. Yeah, everybody is a producer. Everybody has a financial stake. Right. Okay, so now that's whether or not you're credited. Is that correct? Yes. Because I've checked your IMDb and you have a lot of different credits on there. Are they all for, these are these are for uh, films that you've appeared in, but they're not necessarily all on IMDb, is that correct? Oh, no. I have appeared in over 200 porn scenes at this point. Wow. And I'd like to mention that in the over 200 porn scenes and in the seven years I've been in the porn industry, I have contracted zero sexually transmitted infections. Hey! So the idea that- we'll Celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that porn stars are these, these arbiters- of, of infection is bullshit and it's used to stigmatize an right. already marginalized population. Well, you come home from a date at a bar, mm-hmm. you're more likely, you have, you're have you exposing yourself to a lot more risk. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, this whole time I'm thinking, I wish everyone was this disciplined and organized. I've, I'm out there, you know, meeting girls and wondering if I'm going to contract everything. I need to be on a porn set. Yeah, well, and, and it's very interesting that in this instance, condoms are probably counter- productive to safe sex or to staying disease free frequently yes because of and i'm not saying that for the general population but in your industry where it's so highly regulated 
and rules are followed to the letter that it really keeps you safer than the average person taking someone home from a bar. Definitely. So so that's the second part. And I'm, I'm rambling on a lot here, but there's a few things to address. So the problem that we have with that isn't just that, oh no, someone's going to sue us. It's that people who either love us or hate us to an absurd degree will use this as a way to take us to court, whether they're going to win or lose, to access certain information that's revealed in a courtroom, like our legal names and our home addresses. Wow. So that's that's pretty scary. That's very scary. You have people... One of the first times I ever did a pitch in Los Angeles, uh, it was actually, believe it or not, MTV. They contacted me and they said, look, we know you hate us, but we still want to talk with you. Yeah, because they're hip. They're, they're yeah. ironic. They yeah. want the anti-MTV They want the guy. anti-MTV yeah. guy, right? So they brought me in. And you're hip too. You, you're a hip guy. The hippest. Yeah. I, w- I walked into MTV and they, it was some of the most stringent security measures I'd ever seen. And I, I asked them why. I said, it's just MTV. Who cares? And they said, it's because of these groups who hate them and they go after them. They have made terrorist threats against MTV uh, because of the sexual nature of some of their content and uh, this and that. So I imagine that porn stars have to deal with that a lot, and people are always trying to harass and stalk them. Is that correct? I have people who threaten to kill my dog, to slit my throat, to rape me, and they do that just because they have like access to my email or my Twitter or my Facebook. That's insane. I have someone who they found out my legal name. They were able to find my mother's work phone number and some asshole harasses my mom at work and tells her that, you know, her daughter's a lesbian whore bringing shame to the family. Now, thank God my mom supports me, but like that could really fuck up someone's life. It's, you know, there's, there's such a misperception, I think, about people who work in the adult film industry. And this is, I've actually had arguments with friends about this where they say that, oh no, it's, you know, it's, it's a last option. It's a last choice. It's like, no, no, absolutely not. People choose this on their own free volition. And really, the worst part of it, according to another uh, porn friend of mine, is the reaction that people have, like that weird shaming or sympathy, like, oh, poor thing. is like, no, 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 this is my choice. This is what I'm choosing to do and a living. Because I, re- I read an interview, I think you did, Ella, one time, where you said you made more, I think, in a week than you did uh, all month as a librarian. Is that um- in some cases, yes. I make more in an hour than I made in a day. I make more in a day than I make in a week as a librarian. And some, based on the shooting weeks, yes, sometimes I make more in a week than I make. Yeah, I mean, God, if I shoot like two times or more in a week, I would make more than I made in a month as a librarian. Right. I got a fucking master's degree when I was 21. I don't, I'm, I'm not lacking options. Right. This makes sense. It's the best choice. It's given me so much freedom and entrepreneurial opportunity and it's it's great. Like yeah. we choose this because we like it. Oh, it's fantastic! And you're an entrepreneur uh, with with Camfor VR, the, the creator of the software, right? Yes, my my business partner and I created the software and the camera hardware and the processing, like all of that stuff. And okay. I would never have been able to do that shit if I were still working a full time job as a librarian. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh. There's there's a lot of stigma surrounding it. So Maddox, we've established that you love and respect porn. Now, what are you debating? Oh yeah, well I'm gonna get to that. Okay. Okay, because put on your arguments hat. Because <laughs> here's the thing about Prop 60. Okay, it was founded by Michael Weinstein. You know this this dude? What? It was not? No, fuck Michael Weinstein. <laughs> what do you Okay, I want to hear what you think about what Michael Weinstein cuz I read this article on Advocate and they said he was a very controversial figure in this whole movement because he's the founder of the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Now, when I read the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, it makes me think, "Oh, it's a good thing they're taking care of people who have AIDS." That's is why that the they case? name it that way. Right. Is that is that the case, Ella? What's the deal with this uh, organization? They've spent how much money on Prop 60? You have I have it here. 4.1 million dollars. For Prop 60, and the people who are opposed to it have only raised 391000 They've outspent them 11 to 1. 
How many actual AIDS patients could they have benefited with that money, as opposed to trying to regulate a few thousand people who are willingly going to work? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, to all of you out there who think the anti-porn cause is all run and operated by Christians, uh, here's a guy named Weinstein who also is trying to shut it down. He's a gay liberal. That's why I said piously, piously. Wait, he's a gay liberal. Yeah. Really? Look, I I was going to bring this up at some point, Maddox, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for bashing Christians and telling them to stop. Uh, riding everyone's asses, but there's there's definitely a secular version of this, wanting to control what consenting adults do. No, I believe it. I, I didn't even, at the top of the show, I did mention, excuse me, at the top of this debate, I did mention that it was the piously religious, because it's not just Christians, it's not it's not just Jews. I'm sure Islamic people are opposed to pornography. They, they're, it's conservative-leaning people. No, but it's people who want to control what consenting adults do. It's wanting to regulate business. It's wanting to get involved in other people's shit. Actually, I will cede you that point for the first time. I think this is the first time I've ever ceded a point to Rucka, but you're actually correct. Uh, yeah, I, I would retract that at the top. It is It is people who, for whatever reason, are opposed to the industry. Now, Ella, one thing that you mentioned is that when these kind of measures come through, it pushes the pornography underground or out of the state entirely. That's a huge loss of revenue. Huge loss of revenue. It's not just perform like even if you hate porn performers, there are so many people involved in a porn set that would lose a lot of money that would lose their jobs. Um, I mean, it could really fuck up families. It could fuck up a lot of people's livelihoods. Um, and we pay a lot in taxes. We all have to remain above board because we are very heavily scrutinized. Right. Oh, I have an argument here. I don't know if you could take this argument down. This is a guy who is for Prop 60. Okay, I found this on YouTube. I think he might be a high school kid doing a, doing a report. <laughs> he made this video, and he interviewed some of his classmates and stuff, but he makes some arguments for Prop 60. Here it is, and I'll, uh, it's, it's the One Wolf Bot channel. He has, I think, 60 subscribers, but here's, uh, here's this oh my kid. God. This is what you had to search for? This is what <laughs> so, you came up with? Shut up, Sean. Hello, my name is Cesar Nunez, and today I'm going to be telling you about Proposition 60. It's essentially a law that will help porn workers wear condoms and porn producers to pay for their checkups, their vaccines, anything they need, maybe even STD treatment. However, it will be beneficial to the government because, well, it'll stop them from paying, it'll stop us, the taxpayers, from paying for their treatments. Yeah. Yeah, Ella. What? Bullshit. They don't pay for our treatments. We pay for our treatments, and our insurance companies pay for our treatments. The government's not paying for it? No. Well, who's the insurance companies? The people that we pay? I don't know, but it's not the fucking government. It's it's not taxpayers who are paying for it. Okay, so you're, you, you disagree with Nunez here? Yes. Okay, let's move on. It'll save the government to use money on other projects or whatever. Plus, it'll help them... What? Well, okay, get- <laughs> the, that, thanks, Cesar Nunez. That's a great point. Third part of Prop 60 that I yeah. didn't get to is that this would make Michael Weinstein a, an agent of the state, and he would essentially have a blank check to travel all around California policing porn sets. Yeah. So how much of our taxpayer money, which isn't spent, by the way, treating STIs, how much of our taxpayer money do we think is the appropriate amount to send Michael Weinstein around to inspect porn stars' genitals? Ella, that's my... You- you're making a case for me. That's my argument. I'm like, I want to be a deputy. Yeah, but I, you're not going to be, it's going to be Michael Weinstein. You're going to have to do Michael Weinstein? for it. Okay, it's then just I'm, him. I'm fucking out. I'm yeah, out. and I would just want to point out, it is people with egos like Maddox who want to police other people's behavior. Oh, yeah, of course. I would lo- I would do that yeah. all day and night. So if you, if you wonder, who are these people <laughs> like 
where does this shit originate? This 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 will to regulate other people's private business. You listen to a guy like Maddox for an hour a week, and you you come to understand the psychology behind it, or you yeah. begin to understand. Yeah, because it's coming straight from my most erogenous zone in my body, buddy. <laughs> Fucking you guys right in the ear with my intellect. Uh, but here's the thing: you t- you mentioned earlier that you know they jerk off with one hand and point with the other. I that's me. I would like to do that. I would like to point in judgment and masturbate. Yeah. But you're you're gonna have less to masturbate to if this passes. Uh, but he'll be inspecting genitals. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> he'll be going home with a full yeah. spank bank. I think that's a point for me. All right, moving on. An STD, you get pregnant or get anything, actually. So California, the state, well, it's one of the largest porn producers in the country, with usually getting porn based out of Los Angeles or San Francisco. So Los Angeles. Well, let me let me tell you about two porn workers that aren't happy in their industry. Okay, so these are these are two porn workers who are not happy in the industry that he's interviewing. Okay, okay. A working class hero is something to be. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I don't. I don't. I get that reference. Not. That's at all. a John Lennon song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's give him a look. Hey, my name is Nick, and I've been working for Pornhub for many years. I'm very interested in to save sex because the last past videos I've been working doing for porno have not been with condoms. Wow, it doesn't yeah. sound like he's reading it at all. No, he, he works for big porno. There's huh? a guy, he works for big porno. There's a guy, his name's Nick. He works for Pornhub, and he said he's been having to do sex without condoms for years. I'm, in, I'm into the mom and pop shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You mean like actual like mothers and fathers <laughs> like making amateur, like amateur homemade? Oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, a lot yeah. of people are. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. All right, here's he goes on. My name is Jack. I've been working for a porn for the porn company for many years. <laughs> oh my phone company, porn producer. <laughs> is that like for Pornhub? The gas company. It's like he can't and I don't stop agree laughing with the law being passed. He doesn't so, agree with the lobbying pass. He and I are on the same side. Okay. <laughs> he made a these point. guys at the park. Look, oh my God. I don't know who the there hell was, these people are. There was, there was friends in, in high school, yeah. actually. They're just like his, his classmates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These people are not the actual stakeholders. They're not the actual laborers. Also, Pornhub has probably done, well, I, I won't speak to Pornhub, but not a big fan personally. Okay. Um, most porn is shot without condoms. That's frequently the job. But right. if you only want to work with condoms, you have agency to say hey i don't want to do a shoot unless there's a condom involved you're going to work less but like that's essentially part of the job i know plenty of people who are condom only performers they still have a viable career and the point is if you don't like the porn that you're being hired for you can make your own fucking porn most of us have to anyway make your own porn use condoms most of the people i know who are independent porn producers use condoms and offer condoms it's it's very, very simple. Um, nobody is forcing anybody to do something they don't want to do in porn. We discuss everything that goes on on set ahead of time. You know what you're going to come into contact or we, you know what you're going to see when you get to set. This is in the Performer Bill of Rights. This is in the the Professional Code of Conduct, which my organization, the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee, wrote for the industry and is is held pretty high. Like, we're not showing up on set and being surprised with what's going on. The whole idea of, like, a casting couch is, yeah. I'm it's sorry, a, you guys. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy. It's yeah. not real. And no. these fucking high schoolers, by the way, I don't make porn for you. I make porn for grownups. Get yeah. a fucking credit card. Why? I don't know why these, I, I think these kids are in high school. They might be yeah, college. Do you guys uh, test for marijuana, by the way, or just for STDs? Because those guys were high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were actually, I think they were just uh, high school kids yeah. who were taking both sides of the debate. And when you hear about all the presenting two forms forms of ID and getting tested on the spot. It's like, if, if, if everyone just did that before sex, we, w- we wouldn't need condoms. The majority of the porn industry 
is against Prop 60. As like I represent an organization that uh, like APAC represents fucking I don't know probably about 75% of active porn performers are members of APAC and we oppose this. Okay. Performers oppose this. That's fine because here is what Mr. Weinstein thinks. Uh, th- this is the actual this is what I read on this is according to Ballotpedia. Uh, these are the this is what they're proposing here. Prop 60 requires in adult films the performers to use condoms during filming of sexual intercourse requires producers of adult films. That'd be you. It says here requires producers of adult films to pay for performer vaccinations, testing and medical examinations related to sexually transmitted infections. Okay, that sounds so fucking great. But how does he propose that that we do that? Like if I shoot five scenes are the five people I'm working with going to split the cost of that? If I'm shooting like three different scenes in one day for for a friend and we're yeah. like trading content, like how is that actually like how are we the way do you've that defined, logistically? Yeah, the way you've defined the producer role for these these films, it does sound like it would be kind of a logistical clusterfuck. You know, uh, Maddox. We'll find out next week when Sean opens his little envelope what your actual opinion is. But right now, you're supposed to be picking a side of the debate yeah, and debating it. I am. Not sarcastically no. reading quotes by some high on in the fucking in a fucking video. <sighs> and then and then like reading it back and then uh, like confirming what your opponent says. You need to be debating a side of this. View. Give me well, a challenge. Well, here's here's the thing. Congratulations, drolling Aussie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you and your stupid fucking shirt, drolling Aussie. It's gonna yeah. be Use your uh, use your uh, will to not send out a free T-shirt here <laughs> as a motivator to not fucking. Oh, do- I don't want to. Yeah, but here's the thing, Rucka. The argument that I just brought in, Ella had already addressed earlier in the show. So that was just a shit argument, and I'm just going down my my arguments that I brought. What? I'm sorry. What happened to you? I Maddox? I can debate anything. I can't. You'll never know what I believe. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Fuck you, Rucka. Fuck me. Yeah. Here's the thing about Maddox, though. He's a reasonable fucking human. Yeah, so it's hard for him to not be a reasonable human and actually support something that's fucking nonsense. You must not listen to the show often. <laughs> no, it's the most re- I am the most reasonable person on the show. Oh. By far. Always. And uh, we've had some really fucking reasonable guests, and they tell me. They tell me off the air. Uh, they pull me aside and say, Maddox, you're so reasonable. Yes, they do. <laughs> now go ahead. Get back to your little... Good. Throw it at me. Debate, okay? Fucking Let's try hear. me. Yeah, try her. She's a professional. Watch out. She's, okay, she's educated. <laughs> Ella, here's the, here's here's the fact of the situation, right? Not all pornographers, not all people who work in the industry are on the up and up. And there are some shady people, right? Would you say? Some of the people who make pornography are probably breaking the the rules, putting performers at risk. This law permits state performers or any state resident to enforce the violations if they see it happening. It gives us tools to confront shady people. We don't need every resident of California to to fight the fucking battle for us. We're adults, we're professionals, and we have agency, and we can make the choice for what we want to do on set. If I show up on set and someone's like, hey, work with this person who hasn't been tested— I say, fuck you, no, this is my profession, this is my career, this is how I pay my rent. It's your if, life. Yeah, it's my livelihood, it's everything. Like, this, is, this isn't this is just a quick fuck, this is everything in my life. It's my job, it's my reputation, it's the way I'm gonna fucking feed my dog next week. Like, I'm not, I, and I've showed up, I've, I've been in that situation where some fucking amateur idiot tries to book me and I go and I show up and he has some rinky-dink fucking test from his his doctor that isn't even the the official protocol. Like we have, an, we use the Aptima RNA HIV test. He shows me a fucking ELISA test. 
just to clarify, the difference in uh, in the window period of of uh, HIV detection between those two tests is massive, especially when it comes to the fact that this is how I pay my bills. And I have walked the fuck away. I'm not going to take your 500 bucks and put myself at risk and the next person I work with at risk. And this is how we see our jobs and our lives. So are there going to be shady people? Certainly there are shady people everywhere. But when it comes down to it, you have to understand that we are adults. That's the name of the industry. And we're not idiots. I mean, there are idiots in every in every uh, population, but we have the right to say no. We have the right to walk away. And we do. We, we exercise that right. Now, here's the thing, Ella. All these things that you're saying that you have the right to do and you aren't forced into things, you have essentially like the Adult Performers Bill of Rights, it sounds like. Yeah, uh, literally, we've written that. Okay, my great. Organization. That's, that's, a, that's a great and wonderful thing. But that probably exists due to pressure specifically from people like Michael Weinstein who are pushing. So whether or not this legislation passes, isn't it a good thing that there is more scrutiny on the adult film industry just so that this things like the Adult Bill of Rights can come into existence? Well, the Adult Bill of Rights didn't come into existence because of Weinstein. It came into existence because we, as performers, came together, created an organization, and forced our voices to be heard. You regulated yourselves. We are a self-regulating industry. That's, I mean, it's not because of Weinstein that we have 14-day testing protocol. It's because we, as an industry, want to keep working tomorrow. Self-preservation is an instinct that causes things to happen, causes change. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, in 2004, there was, uh, I don't know if it was an outbreak of HIV, but there were a few people who tested positive for HIV. And as an industry, we said, we need to fucking change. We need to do something. We need to protect ourselves and our workers and the the actual laborers. And so we created a protocol that is pretty much universally followed in, in the porn industry. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you guys are protected. But here's, just as as uh, someone who produces a podcast, what I'm what I'm concerned most about is protecting my feet. With leather products. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Kendall and Hyde, makers of leather satchels, boots, and belts built to last a lifetime. They're condoms for your feet. <laughs> Two if you count the cows. Jesse, Jesse from Pot Awful had a slogan for yeah. Kendall and Hyde. He said, they're like leather jackets for your feet. And he's like, hey, um, you know, do you think uh, Kendall and Hyde heard that slogan? Like, what do you think they think about it? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think they're gonna go for it, buddy. I don't think that they're gonna use uh, leather jackets for your feet. I love it. <laughs> Their official copy. But uh, they are, Ella. They are like leather jackets for your feet. I'm sold. It looks like it is their slogan Wait, on this is show. There, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to buy some. Is there perhaps a promo code that I could use? Uh, there is, Ella, and I'm <laughs> going to there? get to it in a minute. But I want to show you. I love showing people. I love getting their reactions when they see the Kendall and Hyde boot for the first time. Look at that thing. I'm handing Ella the black brogue boot from the website. This is not genuine leather. It's full grain leather. Now there's What's a the diff- difference. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Full grain leather, it comes from the uppermost part of the, the hide. It's the strongest, most valuable part of the hide. They have a lifetime guarantee because this stuff will last your entire lifetime. They also have, I gotta mention this, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but they also have their leather duffel bag. Have you ever heard of a leather duffel bag? Well, you have now, because Kendall and Hyde has them, and they are fantastic products. They have a sleeve in the bottom for your laptop that you can put in there. They look cool as shit. Now, I, I like to travel with duffel bags because as a man, I feel, I don't know, I feel a little bit like like a grandma if I carry one of those little uh, stowaway mm. things with the wheels. Yeah. I don't need wheels. No. 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 I'm going to sling something over my fucking shoulder yeah. like a bazooka. Yep. And that's what the Kennel and Hyde duffel bag is. Hell yeah. Show up. By the way, <laughs> show, I, up, show up to an adult film set where, with those boots and, one, and your duffel bag. 
you're gonna, you're, they're not gonna want to get paid. No, they <laughs> they're gonna be like, yo, this one's on the house. Yeah, yeah. I have never seen a guest inspect the product like this. She has gone over every square inch of this thing from the sole. I think she's reading what is printed on the bottom. Yeah, it's. I mean. I'm I'm not just blowing smoke or anything. This is actually really beautiful craftsmanship. Uh, right. The detail is really gorgeous. There's this like scalloped edge to the the leather on the toe, and I don't know what the back part is called, but it's actually really beautiful. It's stitched. Um, I've worn boots since, God, since I was like 12 years old, and so I've had a lot of shitty boots, and I've had some pretty good ones, and these are fucking good boots. They're like, phenomenal. I do you, know, yeah. them. you know who wears boots like that? Who's that? Luke Cage. Oh, the Luke new from show. The new show. Yeah. Yep. Always wears them cool as fuck. I wonder if they're actually Kendall and Hyde boots on the on the new show. We they should, should be. Yeah, they should be. They should be. The leather the leather products on this website are like nothing I've ever seen. I have, I have been wearing their leather belt ever since they sent it to me when I first started talking to Kendall and Hyde about being a sponsor on the show as a test of their products. And belts wear, wear out very quickly when they're really poorly made. Don't buy a $10 belt. Don't buy a $20 belt. Those things are garbage. You're going to be spending that every few months when they snap, when they rip the backside of it. This Kendall and Hyde belt, full grain leather all the way through. It's the thickest and most valuable part of the hide. They have a lifetime guarantee because they guarantee it for your lifetime. Madcast listeners get 15% off your entire order. It's a fantastic deal. And I want to sincerely thank Kendall and Hyde for supporting the show and all the listeners who checked out Kendall and Hyde. Tweet me those pictures. Keep them coming. I'll, I'll retweet them. But moving on. Now it's time for the other side of the debate. Look, I know. I know I wasn't bringing the heat before, Ella, because I was listening. It was, it was a very lengthy and well thought of discussion, I think. Listening to the merits, I think, of, of uh, this argument against Prop 60, right? But here's the thing. Here's the problem with, with people who are opposed to it is that you can get tested all you want but that still doesn't guarantee that you're going to be completely safe because what if right after you get tested, you go to the set, you have a performance, and you contract something that next day? First of all, you're more likely to contract it from going home with some civilian, just to be pedantic. But here's the thing about HIV. So I've had a lot of discussions with infectious disease specialists and HIV doctors and people who really specialize in this. Um, When you have HIV, there's something called a viral load. And if you have a viral load that is very low or undetectable, your tr- chances and likelihood of transmitting the virus are nearly impossible. I mean, when you're in HIV treatment, they bring your li- your viral load to incredibly low to undetectable, and that is what makes people who have HIV relatively safe to work, like to, to have sex with. In, in certain situations, I'm not going to really expand on that, but there is something called the viral bloom. So the first. 16 or 17 days after you contract HIV, your viral load is incredibly low to the point where transmission is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly unlikely. So before the the viral bloom happens where your viral load uh, increases exponentially, we have already tested you again. Yeah. And so while porn performers typically never contract HIV, the few who have have been detected using our abdominal HIV RNA test, which detects the RNA of the virus. It's not detecting um, your body's uh, antibodies that are created, which take sometimes months to be detectable. It's detecting the actual RNA of the virus. We catch it before you get to the point where you are likely to infect someone else. And oh, I see. Okay. The few um, performers who 
you might want to mention for, for your side of the argument that there have been a few performers who claim that they have contracted HIV on set. I don't know if you want yeah. to mention that. No, there was a, there, just, there was a case in uh, 2014. I think it was a uh, I, I don't remember if it was a gay performer or a straight or a straight performer who uh, it, it, it did happen on set. It does. It's really rare, but it does happen. Um, not on any set that follows protocol. And the performers who are the spokespeople for the AHF. The instances where they imply they contracted HIV, here's here's a, a scientific fact about HIV. You can't fucking contract HIV from someone who's not HIV positive. So if the True. person that you you say you contracted HIV from is to this day HIV negative, you didn't contract HIV from that person. So I can say I contracted HIV while I was working in the porn industry, just like I can say I contracted HIV while I was a bus driver, but in neither of those cases did I actually get it from the fucking job that I'm doing unless somebody with HIV came in, like, had sex with me or, or infected uh, me. So you're saying essentially that this this uh, performer... They're mistaken or they're, they're mistaken or they're lying. Yeah, okay. I see I see what you're saying. But so here's the thing, Ella. You said that that uh, this happened on a set that may not have been following protocol. And isn't it good that, again, that we have more citizens, more people who are scrutinizing this industry? Because if you look at just the numbers here, $4.1 million to $391,000 that are people who are for, the people who are funding Prop 60. Now, that to me signals that there is a concern among the populace for this measure. And, and whether you believe it's a cynical reason or not, that uh, por- that porn performers should wear condoms. Isn't this? But what makes them authorities on the subject? Well, they're people, Sean. We we are well, we yeah, are but a pe- republic. Yeah, and we are governed by our own beliefs and our own social constructs that we, we built. But it we actually mean- have created a, a government organization for that exact purpose. They're called OSHA, and they exist to uh, to regulate any kind of workplace. And we've been working with OSHA, though OSHA has been very aligned with AHF and are kind of in their pockets. We have been working with OSHA to create reasonable protocols. We're not against regulation. We're against Prop 60 because it's dangerous and it's harmful on many levels. Okay, I've heard also the argument made against Prop 60 that it would, all the all these different measures and, uh, and having to do additional tests and, and condoms and inspections and regulations could cost the state a million dollars annually to enforce and license those. But wouldn't those those costs be offset by the new fees by people who don't uh, abide by these new regulations? I think that the cost is going to be far, far greater. And no, because at that point, the people who are shooting aren't going to keep shooting here. They're going to leave the state and therefore take their, their state tax money along with them. And they're going to move to a state where I believe Nevada, I don't believe Nevada has a state income tax. So they're going to go from paying the state in which they operate quite a bit of money to a place where California makes no dollars. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Well, here's something that I do on the show, Ella. If the person I'm debating brings in their argument and I feel like they haven't brought all the points or all the points, they may have missed some. I'm going to bring them in. Here's an argument that you missed. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to add anything else to this, to this debate, I'll throw in one more thing. Um, it might not be the thing you're going to bring up, but, uh, if if, if it's not, you're going to lose a point. Next next week we're gonna deduct a point from the percentages. I, I think I, I would I think I did that for Waylands. I should have. I should have deducted a hundred percent from his side of the debate. But go on, Nell. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned that anybody can can sue the entire production. Um. If 
they actually do levy fines against the production. The people who filed the complaint will receive 25% of those fines. It basically creates a cottage oh, industry of harassment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a vested interest All in right. cracking down. Yeah. Right. And who, who has filed most of the complaints against porn sets? AHF. So AHF stands to profit massively. That is, massively. I knew there was something like that. So they're getting it's a cut. Re- this guy's okay. yeah, sinister and, is all fun. Well, Ellie, you should have started with that. Go ahead and read your little points that she might have missed, and we'll figure it out from there. Well, here's one that you missed, Ella. There's a website, betablog.org, and there's a person there arguing for you. His name is Jack Hammer XL. Oh, I love him. Yeah. But Jack Hammer XL says condoms aren't 100% reliable. Said Jack Hammer XL, a performer and director who's been in the industry for 10 years. They break, and when they do, it can just rub the person raw, which makes it worse for the person and more susceptible to infection. Now, that's that's an argument. So car- condoms aren't that. 100%. That's what I said with the condom rash, that it makes us more susceptible to infection. And yeah, but the 100% part, because you could also get preggers. Mm. Oh. No one wants that. Big the problem. worst sexually transmitted disease. It is disease. the worst. It people, lasts a lifetime. People in porn are on birth control or have IUDs. Like, pregnancy is like the first STI, and we've protected against that for a very long time. That, so it's like, it I'm barely merits I'm going to fact check that. Fact check. You know what? It, what we got to pass Prop 60 because then I will be deputized to go around porn sets and make sure everyone is infertile. No. <laughs> Only Michael Weinstein is going to be able to be the porn oh, star. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I get, that's it. Uh, Raka, do you want to add anything? Yes. Um, just the fact that this is about bigger principles than just sex. So just take sex out of it for a minute. Yeah. Right wing Christians don't like to see people going out and having a good time with their penises and vaginas. But there is a left-wing version of this, which is this Weinstein guy who doesn't like to see businessmen and entrepreneurs going out, living independently, taking care of themselves, trading voluntarily, and profiting. And they don't like to see a prosperous industry that they are not controlling. And why do you think that is, Rucka? Do you think it's just an an ulterior motive? They want to make money? It's a very deep philosophical question, and ultimately it boils down to the question of if individuals should be able to control their own life. See, she agrees right. with yeah, me, and well, she's a librarian. You're an internet <laughs> blogger, and you disagree. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, because because it sounds it sounds like you're making this uh, this grandiose statement about life and autonomy and, and free will. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It, I think it's. I think that is overly simplistic. It's not simple at all. And I'm gonna drop the end bomb here. Ooh. Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, yep. a Nico- it's your Nickelodeon one. You yourself are opposed to Prop 60, Maddox. Everybody in the you fucking know everybody knows that. Well, I know we'll find out next yeah, week. You'll find out next maybe week. Maybe there'll be a note in there that yeah. says, well, in some cases, no. there should be some regulation. You're and by the out. way, the fact that you do think there should be regulation, that's carried by Mr. Weinstein to keep on increasing regulation until it's regulated out of existence. And I like the fact that because you're a fan of porn, and you like to see it happening. You like to watch it. You think that it should not be, re- you know, regulated out of existence. And but for some reason, you trust them to to handle business like fucking coherent adults. But when it comes to your food, you think it just needs to be monitored and scrutinized at every fucking turn. Yeah, Rucka, because I can't shit my brains out by watching bad porn. All right, the worst thing that happens is I don't come. <laughs> Why right. live if you're never gonna fucking come? Isn't that worse than death? All right, guys. Maybe that is the debate next week. <laughs> Don't forget to vote, guys. You heard both sides of the issue. I want to see what you guys think is more persuasive. Uh, MadcastMedia.com. I'll have the argument on there, and also vote what you really think. And guys, 
don't take this vote lightly because there is a t-shirt at stake here, okay? <laughs> I don't want to send the shit out. Now knock it off. But moving on, guys, I got some other headlines. Over the course of the last few weeks, there was an election debate between Trump and Hillary, and the star of the debate, an unlikely star, emerged. There's a guy named Ken Bone, Kenneth Bone. He became an internet darling overnight because he was interviewed for his question, and he just came across as so authentic and so sincere because he was wearing this big red sweater, white shirt, had a mustache. He looked like the the guy from the Winchell's Donuts commercials, Time to Make the Donuts. You remember that guy? (laughs) Nope. You really don't, John? I'll, I'll post a picture of it on the website. No, I don't think I do. Yeah, he looked like a Winchell's Donut guy, and he just, he he took the internet by storm. Everyone loved him. So, he hopped on Reddit, you know, riding the, the fame of his popularity. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. He was on CNN. He told this delightful story about how he originally picked out this olive suit that he was going to wear that his grandpa gave him, and he thought, oh, you know what? It'd be really nice because it would make my mom proud or my grandma proud, whatever, rest her soul. So he put on this olive suit, and the day of the debate, he sat down in his car and he split the seat of his pants. <laughs> just, you know, the most endearing guy suddenly had this other thing happen to him. It just seems like such an authentic thing, right? We miss that in this day and age where it's such a cynical election cycle. It gotten so nasty. But according to the New York Times, turns out that wasn't true. No, it is true. That but it says right. here the headline on New York Times says, We may be leaving the Ken Bone zone. Mm. Yeah, the honeymoon mm. is over because he did an AMA on Reddit. Ask me anything. Ask me anything. It says, it says here, as Mr. Bone conducted his Ask Me Anything session on Reddit, reporters at Gizmodo, or Gizmodo, let's call it Gizmodo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there goes Maddox. <laughs> There's a, oh, what won't you say? <laughs> well, fuck you guys. <laughs> Gizmodo, a site literally hours ahead of anyone else in revealing the supposed badness of Mr. Bone, and their counterparts at the Daily Dot and the Daily Beast soon ferreted out Mr. Bone's past Reddit history, finding tidbits that were sure to provoke somebody. It seems Mr. Bone had engaged in a discussion of his sex life after having undergone a vasectomy. Using the pseudonym Stan Gibson 18, he had revealed that he enjoyed viewing the nude photos of actress Jennifer Lawrence that were, for the record, posted online without her consent. He also commented on pictures of scantily clad women on the Body Perfection and Real Girls subreddits, Quoting, beautiful human submarines, he wrote on a post about pregnant women in an 18 and over subreddit called Prego Porn. So it sounds like they're going after the guy. The honeymoon's over. As a professional in the porn industry, I read all of his comments. I mean, I disagree with some of it. And I think, you know, some of the shit he said, I am not a fan of at all. But the stuff that he commented on regarding porn, like if you saw the kind of shit that people send us, like that was incredibly mild, incredibly mild. Well, what is so? Some people took issue with the fact that he viewed Jennifer Lawrence's nudes and said that you know it, the person who stole them is bad, and the people who view them are bad, comma. And then he said something like, "I'm also one of these bad guys because I looked at them." He said something about looking at her butthole or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I am not a fan of that whole leak. I think it's really fucked up. Well, of course, but, but they're out there. Do you then chastise and come down on and reprimand people who are who are just out of curiosity looking it up? Are they accomplices? Because that was the argument, I think, that a lot of people made. It sounds to me like he is guilty of being a normal dude. Do you, <laughs> is that yeah. what, what he, right? Yeah, that's what I was I mean, no one, I don't think anyone's and... defending the Jennifer Lawrence fapping the, the thing. She, she had her private property stolen. Yeah, it's fucked up. And put online. So, 
Ken Bone commented on it. People are going after him now with the you know pitchforks and uh, and coming down on him. And no one will remember his name in two weeks. What's the, what did he do? What did he say? He said he he looked at Jennifer Lawrence's pictures and what else did he and say? And admitted yeah. it. And he admitted it. And then he he also admitted to doing something illegal. He said he committed uh, felony fraud. He he made some fake insurance documents so that his employer wouldn't fire him because he needed proof of insurance and hmm. it was delayed. So it was during a thread where people were asking him what the most. So okay, we've got insurance like faking an insurance document, yeah. looking at Jennifer Lawrence. And he whatever. also said some stupid shit about Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, which I thought was really shitty. But here's the thing: when you put someone on a pedestal, it's only a matter of time before they fall off it. Right, he, he, guys. He sounds like he's a yeah. he's a flawed individual. They turn, like most of us. They turn him into a Disney character, right. and then <laughs> most it's like, of us. yeah. And then, <laughs> most yeah. of us. I, I made yeah. an exception for myself. I know. Sean. I know. Well, let me say this about Jennifer Lawrence because I don't. I'm not into this whole cynical. Like, well, everyone looked at it. I'm not holier than thou by any stretch. But I, I never really wanted to look at those pictures because there's so many nudes to look at that are like not leaked from somebody's private email. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't worship celebrities either. That's my thing too. But the way that everybody in the media or almost everyone in the media acted like you're basically raping Jennifer Lawrence by looking at these pictures. And then a month later when Sony was hacked and yeah. there were emails that were like racist emails and right. suddenly we're all for looking at people's private shit. Sure. There was a little bit, a little bit of a contradiction there. Totally correct. I had a huge problem with that. Look, I've never... You know, I have I've had my issues with Sony in the past, but when that shit happened and people were, you know, leaking private documents and private emails from a company, guys, this is just theft. And it's it's the exact same phenomenon that happened to Jennifer Lawrence and the Fappening and all these other people who've had their their stuff stolen. I even stood up for uh, what's her name, the Ghostbusters actress recently who had her uh, nudes leaked. Like enough is enough with this shit, guys. Um, so people frequently think that the porn industry consists of of these fragile young women who are forced into this industry, forced into doing something that is, you know, morally uh, oppositional and and bad. And, and yet they're totally cool looking at images where a woman, her body was revealed to the public against her will. Like they, right. they point, like they hate porn sometimes because they think that we're doing something against our will and they actively consume something that was disseminated against someone's will. You know, uh, Rucka, to your point where you said that, uh, or maybe Ella, you mentioned that we take these guys off their pedestal. And I think that the phenomenon of looking at Jennifer Lawrence's nudes and the phenomenon of wanting to hold this, this person, Ken Boone to this imaginary narrative that no Bone. one can live up to. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Ken, Ken Bone is two sides of the same coin because you think people like Jennifer Lawrence are infallible. Essentially they're huge, famous celebrities and I think part of us as humans likes to get off, not necessarily at her nudes, but at the thought that this is not an infallible person. This is not a person who is beyond reproach. She, just like all of us, shits. And sometimes in her pants, probably. Yeah, absolutely she does. <laughs> Very po- the that, statements that may, have not been verified. Quote me, put, put, that, 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 put that on a poster. That's I'm really not good. into celebrity porn. Like, I'm not, like, if I hear, oh, wow, Lindsay Lohan's going to do Playboy. Like, I'm just not yeah. into that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd rather watch her in whatever the fuck she's, she's doing, like, as, like, fully clothed. But, like, if, if it's kind of sexy, that's hot. But I don't know. For some reason, I just, I like my movies, right? I like yeah. my art call it and then i like i like my porn too yeah you like and, porn, I, and i'm yeah. i like porn that's kind of artistic like uh oh. like a porn parody i like think belladonna that, i'm all for that yeah. and that's like that also stimulates a part of the brain that's kind of been laying dormant right right yeah. ken bone was offered like a hundred thousand dollars to do porn right yeah 
Take it, take it, Bone. You, you take it, take it while you still can. Even though there's a billion guys who look like him that are already probably. That's nah, not the same. I want Bone. <laughs> All right. Here's another headline. Alex Trebek recently made a statement on an episode of Jeopardy. Uh oh. Uh, have you guys ever heard? This isn't porn, but have you ever heard of nerdcore? Yeah. No. Nerdcore hip hop. Yeah. Into it. Yeah, you're into it. Oh yeah. I think it's very fun. It's called nerdcore hip hop. It's nerdcore hip hop. Yes. Um, it's uh. People who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners, you know. <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I sure. IT, no, I'm teasing you. Well, yeah, Russ losers. Retired it's lo- it's lo- it, would you say that, Ella, that it's loser music? No, I'm not a loser. I'm a fucking badass. Oh, okay. Here's badass Alex Trebek. That was one of those things that sounded way better in his head. No. Well, you got to see the clip too, because the way he says it, he pauses for a moment and then, and then he hits her with like like a sack of potatoes. Losers, in other words. Okay, all right. Put Here's down. the thing: calling nerds losers, like that's fucking new. Right. That's clever. Well, not only is it not original, but it's so dated because yeah. like it's it's just like a ninety, even eighties or nineties thing. Like no, like nerds have been like the cool kids for going on fifteen years now. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and it's Alex Trebek. It's like a black guy saying the n word. Guys, it, it, it is exactly like the black guy saying an N word. Yeah. Uh, I was in I was in a restaurant last night and they had ESPN on. I think it was ESPN and they had esports on. And I literally turned to a friend of mine and said, "You know what? This is everything I fantasized about as a kid. We have won. The nerds have won. We are on TV, playing video games, and being respected like we would be for playing sports." What a fucking hero! That's an America I don't want to live in. Well, too late, buddy. Uh, you know the there's a big nerdcore performer called MC Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Says, in response to his, this is from billboard.com, says, in response to his genre's unlikely moment of mainstream infamy, MC Chris offered the following statement to Billboard. Nerdcore is a genre that has been around for at least 15 years. In my 10th year of touring, and my latest album, MC Chris is dreaming, oh, he's he's plugging his album here. It, it peaked on the comedy charts this week. It's a small corner of the hip-hop world, but it's a real and true respite to hundreds of thousands of people that are tired of being called losers and would rather celebrate their nerdiness instead of trying to conform to society's mandates. Look, I've listened to some nerdcore. Trebek was making a joke, guys. I yeah. thought it was funny. I watched the clip multiple times. Have you seen the clip, Ella? I haven't seen the clip, but I still like Alex Trebek, and I'm still going to watch yeah. Jeopardy every time I, I hang I, out with my grandma. It just wasn't clever. Well, yeah, but it's also Alex Trebek. He's making a quick quip and then moving on to the next contestant are people actually mad about this shit no like no one's no one's mad mc chris uh, do you remember when rappers were badasses yeah yeah well mc chris is a nerdcore rapper so he's probably not gonna right. be like really hard right. if if he's supposed to be this ironic funny rapper why is he complaining about this shit true yeah. all right guys that's it for this week ella thank you again for coming on the show do you have anything to plug before we go Check out Cam4 VR. It is pretty badass. If you have a VR headset, or even if you don't, you can still watch our lovely VR babes. It is very cool. I've actually checked it out. We will post it on the website. Rucka Rucka, thank you as always. You're welcome. Deputy moderator, Sean, the audio engineer, thank you. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, Mad Dog, it's me again. I just want to let you know to suck my dick. Yeah. This guy called in multiple times telling me to suck his dick. Uh, here's another one. It's a weird, weird Matthew McConaughey, I think. All right, dude, you got to get rid of that ring.
thing, uh, but here, question of the week. If you could live to be a thousand, what would you do? Uh, sub-question, would you ever go back to school to get your degree? No. So I think I might become a doctor. If I had a thousand years, I might just become a doctor just for my own. Uh, but yeah, what would you do for like, you know, 100, 200, yeah, no, I get, 200, 300, I get the number of could even <laughs> years. Because who knows, man? Podcasts, you might be podcasting people's brains in a few years. Anyway. That is excellent level navel gazing. Yeah, this guy, I chat with him sometimes 3, 4 in the morning, usually 3, 4 in the morning. He'll send, he'll hit me up on Facebook, and the conversations are exactly like his voicemails. Almost exactly. It's just weird hypotheticals, weird Matthew McConaughey. Here's, uh, here's another one. Hey, Maddox, I was uh, thinking, do you ever tell people, or do you ever tell your... Oh, crap. Uh, <laughs> idiot. Well, he that's called unfortunate. Back. He called back, though. I usually don't play when they call back, but uh, this is an interesting question. Maddox, honest question. Do you ever tell your mom that people call in and impersonate her? Yeah, uh, interesting question, because my mom just the other day called me up and said, Hey, Maddox, where's that radio show that you do? How can I listen to it? And you had to explain. You had to break her heart and say, Mom, I'm not on a real radio station. <laughs> <laughs> She's so proud of me, Rucka. Well, yeah, she actually just started listening to this show. Oh. So here's a... Uh, That's also unfortunate. <laughs> this is a great yeah. episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck. Um, okay. Well, anyway, here's uh, here's my mom calling in. Maddox, <laughs> it's your mom. I, I just want to tell you how proud I am of your new show. Oh, thanks, Mom. The the stuff you used to do was so vile and crass, but this new show where you debate yourself is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful expression of my intelligent little boy. And and I love that you're trying to take on the big issues. Yeah. Like uh, cable. (laughs) Um, Well, and and last week's episode with the voting, I mean, that is a big issue. Yeah, ass. I just, you're, I'm so I mean, proud mom. of you. You're becoming the little boy that mommy always dreamed of. <laughs> so I just want you to know how proud I am. Okay. Sean, you're, you're a good influence on my little Maddox. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Okay, bye. You're welcome, Mrs. Maddox. Mrs. Maddox. What is your last Great name? performance. My last name is Rules. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here's, uh, here's one last one. Maddox. You're not that fucking cool. <laughs> Never been to space. Uh-huh. Never done anything as cool as Elon Musk, but you're on his nuts. Uh-huh. Anyways, why does your fucking phone ring like six times before it gets to your voicemail? I don't know, man. To discourage I you. I was like calling some random number to a random person. Anyway, Rucka, you're yeah, cool. Thanks. Even though you sound like a fucking dog swallowed a chew toy. <laughs> oh, what? But I'm still cool, right? Sean, Let's go hit up some ladies one of these days. Get away yeah. from these fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. Yeah. An asshole. Block his number. Yeah. 